Punkt. Welcome to the United Way, episode 20, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer episode. We have a very... Now, can I interrupt what? just one second there? Can you do that intro again, but in Ole's voice, please? Ah, bro. <laughs> well, of course, fantastic to be here in the Gold Out Studios in Marconi House. Fantastic. I'm not going to say what the number it is in the elevator, because that's too much information, but... Uh... <laughs> um, I'm Al Foran. I'm Damien Broderick. And we are here with Mr. Paul Howard, the <laughs> award-winning author, award-winning journalist, the creator of the satirical phenomenon that is Ross O'Carroll Kelly. But most importantly, <laughs> he is a quote-unquote Liverpool Football Club well, fan. Thanks. I thought you were going to say the most obnoxious <laughs> Liverpool f- Football Club fan on Twitter, uh, which, uh, you know, I know there's a few of us in for that award yeah. this year, but I like to think I do my bit. <laughs> well, we had agreed to do this um, podcast a few months ago. I think it was, we were kind of confident that maybe United could snatch something out of <laughs> Yeah, you were. I'm sure you were. Well, well I, I, I think we agreed to do it like uh, in, in August when it we was, were yeah, it was yeah. early in the season. <clears throat> and I put it in my diary. I still have a, a, an old fashioned uh, file of facts. Like I still, yeah. I write everything down. I don't oh, trust. Wow. I don't trust my phone. Uh, so I put anyway. I put it in the diary, uh, and I just said United Stamp Podcast, and then I just put all the exclamation marks beside it, like thinking like it's going to be, you know. Some, Three or four nil. Blockbuster. We'd have, we'd have, we'd have <laughs> oh, goals man. to talk about. Well, thank anyway, God, it wasn't. It was terrible. It was a, it was a terrible match. Damien said the same um, thing. It was really rubbish. Sell, like selling the lift coming up. Um, obviously, we'd have taken a point all, at Anfield, considering our performances lately. We'd have taken that all day, but the game was shocking. Yeah, it was. It was, it was really, terrible. really bad. Yeah, it went the way that. United wanted it to go with Ten Hag. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it was a containment job, really, wasn't it? You know, it's, so. But, you know, I, 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 you probably disagree with me on this, lads, but I, I do think, um, I do think a lot of United's current problems go back to that seven nil in March. I, th- I think they've looked, they've looked a scared team since then. Like, mm. you know, you could, you could kind of write the first two matches of last season. Uh, was it Brighton and Brentford? You could kind of write them off. They added players to the squad after that, and you yeah. could say, "Look, it's shaky start for the manager." And then the six-three against City, everybody, everybody could score, could concede six goals against yeah. the City of last season, not this season, but certainly last season. But the seven-nil, because it was Liverpool, and because you know, oh, I... because of the uh, that that century-old rivalry between yeah. them, you know, just mm. that that uh, the reason I'm here, like you know, because because it's tribal and it's and the English El Clasico, isn't it? Completely, city yeah. rivalries actually yeah. don't cut it anymore. Like the Liverpool Everton derby is, you know, inevitably they're disappointing. You know, even yeah. the Man City Man United derby, it's not, it's got nothing on Liverpool United. Yeah, it never had that well factor because City was so shit for so long. Yeah, like when I was growing up, City were yeah. in the second division. Yeah. I didn't even know who they were for so long. Yeah. Yeah. So it was only a child and they weren't around. Liverpool yeah. wore the rivals. Yeah, like I remember being in, uh, in like I think it was Marathon Sports at the time. That's how far back it was. wasn't yeah. even, It wasn't even JD weren't, weren't even around. It was Marathon yeah, Sports was. Back. And I remember Matthew. You've met Matthew a few times. Yeah. And he's a very young, and he'd back himself up against the other rails because he wouldn't touch the Liverpool jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like, and that's how much it was. You know what I mean? But like there was there was at that time like there was no the way it is now. You see PSG. You see. All these were like, you know, mega clubs from around the yeah. world in, in the shops. It was yeah. Liverpool and United jerseys. That's yeah. all that was yeah. sold in the yeah. shops. Like. like when I was a kid, it was, you know, in school, like I went to Archbishop McQuaid National School in, in, in Lachlanstown and there was 32 kids in the class, 16 boys, yeah. uh, 16 girls, but the, the 16 boys, 
Eight United, eight Liverpool. Wow. And that's what, and no one else yeah. supported anybody else. You'd, you'd get the occasional kid who followed like Man City because his dad remembered, you know, yeah. Mike Summerby or yeah. Franny Lee or someone yeah. like that, you know. Well, you get a but it was, few Leeds it was, as well. Yeah. And, and Leeds is one of those legacy clubs that you inherit from your father, yeah. but it isn't a club that no kid wakes up in the morning and goes, I'm going to follow Leeds. I want to support Leeds. Unless, <laughs> unless you have someone in the house who remembers the glory days of yeah. Norman Hunter and Johnny Giles and, and Billy, Billy Bremner, Bremner. Yeah. 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 Um, or like some Irish people went to those working class cities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because my grandfather went to Manchester and and, yeah. and worked, and that's when, how my dad grew up there. Yeah, he came back to they came back to Dublin. When my dad was fifteen. Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Damien's so, dad grew up around the Salford area, like he's oh, Manchester right, okay. United. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's why we support them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So for me, it was my uncles and my my grandfather. He'd get the ferry over yeah. in the 50s and the 60s and he'd be yeah. watching the likes of Best Law and Charlton. Yeah. And then that stemmed through to my uncles and, you know, from yeah. then on it was all a big family affair. Yeah. You know, yeah. we all supported you. Did you just have any rogue ones in your class? No, school? we ne- you never You know the way did. you mentioned like Liverpool, yeah. United mostly, the odd City fan or the odd Leeds fan. Did you have any like weird ones? No. Class and school. We had a West Ham supporter, which I thought was fucking mental. Yeah. Oh, like in school? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I told him in the family. Like, no, like yeah. someone in your class that just supported some mad weird club. Um, I had a West Ham fan and someone supported Norwich. Yeah. I was like, how on earth? Uh, I Palace. There's a few Palace, Palace fans weird yeah, as well. It's yeah. a weird one, isn't it? In my school, I, I, I spent the first eight, nine years of my life in England. And we lived in Luton. So there was loads of Luton Town. Everybody followed yeah. Luton Town in our school. It's great to see them back now, you know. But I remember yeah. I would have been a ro- the rogue one in the class following Liverpool because everyone was Luton Town. Everyone used yeah. to go to the matches, you know. And I remember uh, they, the, Luton, when they got they got promotion, maybe 70, I think it was 77 or 78, they got promoted to the first division. Yeah. And the team came to our school, you know? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so it was like uh, like Paul and Ron Futcher. Like one of the Futchers ended up playing for Sligo Rovers in the League of Ireland years and years later. Yeah. Um, I think Brian Steen was with them at the time. And um, anyway, they came to the school and I had absolutely no interest in going. Like they're in the staff room, you know? <laughs> and this was a massive snub, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. I would not go to the staff room. So eventually... I, I, I just kept saying to the teacher, but I'm a Liverpool fan. I have no interest in being the Luton Town team, you know. <laughs> Even then, Al, I was but, pretty... But where does hardcore. that love come from? Because you, well, you're... That would have been... Oh, by the way, he had to say to me, Ray Clements, Ray Clements is in the staff room to get me to go in, right? And I walked into the staff room. I ran to the staff room and I walked in and all the Luton players are sitting around on these leather sofas, like, and they all have their, like, the fur coat. Remember in the 70s, all the football? Oh, yeah. The fur coats oh, and, everything. God. and they were really glamorous looking. And I just walked in and went... Where's Ray Clemens? <laughs> and they all just burst out laughing. It was humiliation oh, as a kid. Brilliant. But my, like my love, it, you know, inevitably it, it's it's tied to the t- the time I grew up in. Which so, uh, you know, yeah. I was six years of old, six years of age when Liverpool won uh, the the European Cup in 1977. And I thought yeah. Kevin Keegan was was the greatest thing since yeah. sliced bread. But it was it was partly about you were allowed to stay up late because they were on. So our bedtime, my bedtime was six or, I don't know, maybe eight o'clock or yeah, half eight or yeah. something like that. But we were allowed uh, to stay up and watch Liverpool play in the European Cup, but we had to brush our teeth and put our pyjamas on <laughs> and be ready for bed, you yeah. know? And you'd be trying to stay away. You'd be trying to stay away because Liverpool, in those days in Europe, you, all, you you drew your away match nil-nil if you could and you won your home match yeah. one-nil. I remember staying up to watch Forest matches when they won the two European Cups and yeah. God, they were turgid, like, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, that's why you it, you never really see footage of you don't Forest see it, no. glory, you, glorious you hear run. about it, yeah. Yeah, because, because the football was awful, you know? Yeah. Um, but Liverpool was a bit better and then I remember, I remember crying my eyes out when... Kevin Keegan left Liverpool that summer. He went to Hamburg, didn't he? Went he went to Hamburg. Yeah. And it was the same. I remember the first time, my earliest memory is from that year, funnily enough, was which was my mother crying when Elvis Presley died, right? And she cried for three days. And I was as inconsolable when Kevin, Kevin Keegan, Keegan left <laughs> Liverpool for Hamburg. But then, then Kenny Dalglish arrived, you know? And I remember my dad saying, wait, you see this guy to get oh, to yeah. replace yeah. Uh, Kevin Keegan, you know? But you don't know that when you're, you know, when you're six years old. You don't know, you don't. Yeah. Especially when you're a kid. I remember like when I think Dwight York arrived. Yeah. And I remember Dwight York, he had his collar up 
Mm. And I'm thinking, no, no, Cantona does that. Yeah. No other player can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't think he'll be like Cantona, but he was he was obviously he didn't <laughs> right. live up to the expectations. <laughs> well, he was no, very those good by your seasons. You know. But Colin Colin York for those two seasons were just that are phenomenal. the best strike partnership in the world. Like yeah, there was they no were. And and actually when you took one away from the other, they they would there was so much yeah. more than the sum of their parts, weren't yeah. they? they well, just, Cole and Sheringham hated each other. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that, that's yeah. why there was a lot of rotation that went on in that mm. team. Yeah, and it was a classic four-four-two formation. So yeah. Ferguson could afford to to do that, and he'd play Ollie out in the wing sometimes. Yeah. Well, well the you thing know. about players hating each other, you can. You can you they were get away with though. that. Yeah, yeah, well, Keane and Schmeichel hated each other. Yeah, you know? they didn't like each other and, at all. And um, you could get away with that if everybody feared the manager. If yeah. ultimately the person you feared was the manager, yeah. it didn't matter. You could, you could do it on the pitch. Well, I think professionals are different back then as well. Do you know what I mean? You can hate each other off the pitch, but then when you're on the pitch, then you're brother in arms. And then when the Absolutely. game is over, you go back to hating each other. Yeah. It's yeah. very different. For those 90 minutes. For those yeah. 90 minutes, yeah, like yeah. you die for each other. And yeah. now, nowadays, that's not a thing. Like, do you know? Yeah, well, you, you essentially, you switch off from reality when you're on the pitch for those 90 minutes. That's it. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. it. Simple as. I don't know if yeah. it's the same for some of the, the players today. Yeah. I think there's a lot of distractions for them in the outside world. I, you know what? I look at a lot of of, of players now and, and I wonder, are they actually interested in football? No, you know, a lot of them just so happen to play for Manchester United. If, if you but, want a prime but, example, yeah, Sancho. Well, Sancho, uh, Anthony. It's just a job for someone. You know, um, Pogba. I mean, Pogba. Can I just interject there? Colin Anthony, a footballer, is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> anyway, oh, Paul, listen, on. you can go on about Pogba to me, Paul. He is... Yeah. 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 But but the, the thing about... I remember reading um, Ibrahimovic's autobiography Uh <laughs> and I, I, cause I, 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 I just imagine what that book is actually. I mean, it's terrific. It's it's a great book. But just Chuck Norris jokes with Latin's name and yeah, <laughs> every page. The amazing thing about about his story is like he's he started off like all of his early career stories are all about doing tricks, keepy uppies. Yeah. Uh, trying to get the, trying to hit the crossbar from the halfway line. Mm. He seemed to be a sort of a trick merchant who uh, who turned into a footballer, street and footballer Anthony, as a yeah, kid. Anthony wasn't he? Yeah, Anthony strikes me as that as well. Yeah. you know, like like Anthony has, he clearly has lots of of skills. I'm not sure if they're the kind of skills that are, are useful to a to mm. a Premier League football team, but he can he can clearly do things with a ball. Yeah, um, but. Um, I'm not I think sure. it's a massive advantage for players that grew up in those surroundings. Like you look at Wayne Rooney, uh, he, you know, he had that that show, that reality show, the street footballer yeah. thing. But Rooney was essentially like he was a street footballer as a yeah. kid. He was out in the road playing constantly, and you do you you learn a bit more from doing that as a, as a young kid, completely, as opposed to you know straight into into. Yeah. Play. And I think nowadays you look at the kids. You don't see them playing out in the road too much. I, I signs I, everywhere saying no ball. No, yeah. You know, and there's none of that. And I, I used to do it all the time as a yeah. kid. You know, we we used to yeah. have a massive bush across from our, my parents' house, mm. and it was perfect for part of the ball off curbs, do the one curb, the curb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you learn a couple of things. I think in the modern game. Part of that as well is managers' approach to the football. Managers are probably far more prevalent now than they ever were before 100% do you know what I mean yeah. like, you, like as much as we go, like go on about say like Alex Ferguson being like one of the greatest coaches of all time mm-hmm. but there was never any talk about his tactical prowess in games the way there is now with Pep and yeah. Jose and, and Ten Hag and all this like style mm-hmm. of play and everything else like that and patterns of play when if you look at Pep you know, Jack Reed is a prime example of the player he was at Villa versus the player he is at, at, at City because mm-hmm. he's programmed to play a certain way and if you don't play that certain way you're not on the team mm. yeah. do you know what I mean so when he had a free role at Villa yeah mm. do you know what I mean and there's some players that you need that do you know what I mean like Pe- and Pep is a manager that understands that as well in fairness to him he understands that you can't pigeonhole Messi yeah mm. do you know what I mean because there's a quote in the documentary Take the Ball Pass the Ball Danny Alves used to say Pep used to come up to him like what, why are you making that pass to Messi yeah. mm. and Danny Alves says because if Messi doesn't touch the ball every so often He's gone. Well, yeah. if, if you want to get bored, then he's going to go get. There's it. an obsession with data, and data is killing them. There was no data in Ferguson's in Ferguson's day. I mean, I, I'd love. We've to know, spoken about this as well. I mean, I'd love to know what Ferguson thinks of yeah. assist, uh, uh, you know, uh, expected G's expected and, all this, and all that. Yeah. Um, kind of, it's just, it, there's there's an overload of data, and I think 
you're saying there about 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 players being you know being ordered to play a certain way. Mm. Uh, this is being this is being led by data, you know, and oh. and and players are frightened uh, to make mistakes. The frighten of, of of making missed passes. Like an example would be Xabi Alonso, right? Xabi Alonso, I would love to see his completed passes stats. Yeah. They were oh terrible, God. right? They were terrible. Like Xabi Alonso, I remember watching a match once, and Xabi Alonso uh, made tr- played the same free kick out of play three times, right? Just mm. had, there was a free kick, and he put it straight out of play. And I remember Johnny Giles saying at halftime, he said, "No, no, no, that that doesn't matter." He's got something in his head, and it might not come off today. Yeah, but it's there's a goal. Off He's seeing yeah. something that that yeah. we're not seeing. So so there's three misplaced passes. Like there's three shots off target. Whatever whatever way you want to sort of describe them. Yeah. But but that's going to come off one day, and it might come off in a vital match at a vital moment. You know. But yeah. I think I think that's the thing, and that was the thing about Messi. Very very seldomly, you know, gave the ball away. Like his his his. Right. Oh, the ball was flew to his but, feet. But it's funny because I, I watch a lot of old matches on on Sky. Like God knows you, you can't watch any Liverpool matches on Sky these days. But the uh, the old I watch the old matches from the from two thousand and the nineties and everything. Right? Oh, you see it. The the changes are it's drastic, aren't they? Yeah, it's like watching a different sport. Yeah, the misplaced passes, losing the ball, but also. The players are knackered after seventy minutes. They're yeah. out in their feet. Yeah. They cannot, you know. And the shirts are out. The socks are down. The pitches uh, are in tatters. In tatters, as well. you know. Yeah. And players don't even look tired now. You know, they they're they're running around for yeah. ninety minutes, and you know, you see you see extra time now. Extra time is just like the first half now. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, imagine going <laughs> to extra time. Um, it's uh, it's a, d- a totally different game. Yeah, it is. It is, mm. and it's it has you know, there's peak performance now with a lot of the mm. players. You know they've they're on different kinds of diets, different. You know. Oh yeah, sports science has a massive. Sports massive science role. has become a massive thing. In massive well, role, drinking. That's the other thing. And they're well, not drinking. But some of them are, but, but yeah, you know. some of them are. But I think like you go back to Jack Grealish. I th- I don't think Jack Grealish does it every weekend. I think, no, no. I think he saves himself for the occasion. Well, I think like that's why he keeps getting found in the street. Like because I think he's not used to. <laughs> no, but not used it's to totally drinking. blowout. But it's like that. Um, the Erling Haaland quote. And someone asked him in an interview, "What's his favorite food?" And he said, "Kebabs." Like, yeah. And he's just like, oh, when do you have a kebab? And he's like, I don't. And he's like, when will you have a kebab? When I retire. Yeah. It's like some, something <laughs> it's along crazy, those lines. Isn't it? He's like, he's, that's his favourite field and he's yeah. willing to forego that yeah, to yeah. be the best that the best, he can yeah. actually be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I think, isn't it like a Wesley Snyder thing? He's like, I, I could have been up there with Ronaldo and Messi if I actually kept a sort of thing. Ronaldo is a prime, Ronaldo's a prime like, example. Do you know what yeah, mean? Yeah. I mean? His his diet, everything, never drank. One of the first uh, people at, at United to hire a, a home chef and all that sort of jazz. Yeah, you know what I mean? He would just eat chicken all day. When he wasn't sleeping, he was eating chicken. What's that meme? Yeah, a chicken and a rass cake. Five <laughs> nights <laughs> a day or something. Obsessive. I fish. I had chicken and a rass cake. Oh, your man, yeah. I fish. I had chicken. Chicken and a rass cake. Then I'd train at about one o'clock and then I'd have chicken. <laughs> That's Ronaldo. <laughs> but anyway, we go back to the to the game yesterday. I know there's yeah. not much to talk about, but there was a lot of um, the build up. There was a lot of dread for Manchester United. Yeah. going into this game. Yeah, as I said, if we could before that game, if someone said, "Do you want to point at Anfield?" You just snatch the hand off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do I think United played well? I think the result flatters United. Yeah, dramatically. And this idea was like, oh, it was a bit pragmatic. Yeah, it was. But we also recorded one shot on goal in like a hundred and something minutes against um, Bournemouth yeah. mm. and we recorded maybe one or two in a hundred and something minutes against Liverpool yeah. so we weren't pragmatic against Bournemouth we yeah. were just shit awful and we yeah. weren't really that pragmatic against Liverpool we were just more compact defensively because if we weren't well, we'd have been more you have to be compact when you go to Anfield I know Van Dijk was, Van Dijk was having a bit of a moan at the end of the game saying oh they're buzzing with the point what can, what else can you do when you go to Anfield? It's a I fortress. Don't, I, don't, I don't really get it. And then Keane's Keane's comment. He was really rattled by that, and I never understood. I can't understand why. Um, you know, Liverpool used to go to Old Trafford. They'd be they would be buzzing with a point. Back in Ferguson's day, yeah. Liverpool would be absolutely over the moon to get a point at Old Trafford. Yeah. Anybody and I would don't be. I think it was that insulting 
you know, Keen, like Keen is the man who who calls it as it is. You know, who's yeah. you know not a, opinions. People get upset about my opinions. He's I mellowed mean, though a little I, bit though. Yeah, hasn't but he I just thought that was a bit performative or something by Keen. Yeah. you know, I I, I didn't I, I didn't th- I didn't see anything in what Van Dyke said that deserved that kind of. D- d- Merited being called arrogant or anything like that. I thought he was. Do you know what I don't get straight? about? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> a defender whinging about teams defending. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. Like, do you expect like four defenders to sit there, four midfielders to yeah. sit there, two strikers ah, to sit there, there and not David, defend? Like Ferguson used to say the same thing. But like back back in the day when, say, twenty years ago, when when we were Liverpool were playing muck football under under Julia, you know, and we, yeah. you know, we like we we would. We'd defend for the whole match. Like, we'd, hoop, we'd have Hoopia and Hencho at the back and they would just hit long balls forward. It yeah. <laughs> completely just destroyed Michael Owen's hamstrings, like, you know, <laughs> and Heskey up front. And and that's how we played. And I remember Ferguson saying, you know, we could, at least we... Ferguson said at the time, which was really telling because it chimed with a lot of Liverpool fans, including me. He said, Liverpool fans of the past wanted their team to be entertaining. They didn't care if they if they finished second. Yeah. They wanted them to play entertaining football. And Ferguson, in fairness to Ferguson, he always played entertaining football. He always had a sense that your duty is there's there's forty five thousand fans out there. Give them something to go home yeah. talking about, you know. Yeah. Not it wasn't it wasn't defend and he he pulled Julier up on that and he was completely right. Um and I think there's an element of he was able to play that way though he had the players he had the performance and he had the track record it's easy to go yeah. out there and play entertaining football and the result be somewhat secondary when you've won what he's won when you have the but, players but, that but see play. back in Ferguson's time it took him a few years to implement that oh, yeah. and he was given that time yeah. nowadays you're not given that it's a result whatsoever it's, it's a, a result and that's what I think is, right? in relation to yesterday that I, like I, you couldn't look at yesterday it was a great result for United to get a point at Anfield. Of course, it was. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna destroy Liverpool's title charge, and I don't think it's gonna turn United's season around. Like I think. Oh no! It, I, think I don't think so either. No. This morning, like well, you know, I, I do. It could possibly turn around if if the, cu- the couple of players come back. Yeah. If Ten Hag, you well, think the only silver line time. So it's being out of Europe. It, us being out of Europe is huge for us. And the low having a suspension. <laughs> yeah, because I'm. Because I can't stand I'm a Wamba Saka fan. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think he's a right winger. That's the only, sil- the only silver lining is the low suspended. I think the fact that yeah. they're playing less games, and they yeah. played seventy odd games last season. You see, and they just couldn't keep up. But and you can see City as well this season. Yeah, they, they fought. It's very hard. Yeah. Like it's very hard to put. Um, Good back-to-back seasons together in the in a modern game, mm-hmm. especially with City. Yeah. You know, I think Al, you and I feel the same way about City and how they've achieved their success. You know, mm-hmm. uh, through cheating. Um, oh, Damien, the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Damian he's unfiltered about it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 but chasing Pep and ch- doctors. chasing <laughs> those chasing City in this era of ninety high ninety point seasons and yeah. hundred point seasons. Teams are absolutely wearing themselves out, and yeah. that's why you get these injuries. As well as that, the the, the close seat close season used to be about ten weeks. Like the players, you'd actually forget about football for the whole summer. Like you'd be watching Wimbledon, you'd be watching the horse show, yeah. waiting for the season mm. to start. You'd watch anything, like, you know. <laughs> we used to run through the gardens in our estate, like jumping over, over the, the walls, edges, <laughs> like thinking yeah. we're Eddie Mackett. But but there is doesn't seem to be any close season anymore because the the players seem to go away for two weeks on holidays and mm. then they're back and there's a pre-season tour united had um a really busy pre-season didn't they they went to, they went yeah. to america and they had an american pre-season and, tour yeah. and and they played a lot of games and actually i thought they looked i thought they looked exhausted yeah. start, from the start of the season and that, and liverpool were the same when liverpool liverpool had that champions league win and then the next season they won the league and the next season, which was the COVID season, yes, they, yeah. they start getting all these injuries. They mm-hmm. couldn't, they'd no, they'd no centre-backs. It was, um, it was Phillips and, what was the other fellow? That, Fabinho. F- F- Fabinho at times. It was another young player injured. as well that yeah. played as, at centre-back yeah. for a couple of games. Yeah. They had 19, they had 19 different centre-back yeah. pairings during that season. And, and it's happening to City now as well. I'm glad it's, <laughs> to uh-huh. see it, it, that they're not immune from it. You know, you yeah. Alan is injured. Um, um, uh, who else is injured for City? De Bruyne. De Bruyne, De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Is but when he you know? comes back, I, I'd be worried now that he, when he comes back, that's when they start to yeah. <clears throat> to play rock I don't, and roll I football again. I had this again. theory a few weeks ago that 
City City aren't in it this year. They just they just don't seem to have it together. And I do wonder whether they know they're getting this. They they know they're getting a deduction. They look like a team to me that's going to focus on the Champions League. I've thought about is, that too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I think I don't know whether they'll do some kind of plea bargain where they say, look, we'll take thirty points, but let us keep all of our stolen booty from all those other seasons. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, the thing is, so we've talked about this before. They can't strip them of titles. They can't. That like they didn't do it with Juve because it opens a wormhole. Yeah, it opens a kind of wormhole that can't yeah. do right. So let's say Liverpool finish second. They strip City of the title. So Liverpool finish first, but then who who finishes fifth now finishes fourth. But they didn't get Champions League football, so they didn't get the prize money that comes with that. The team that finished um, 18, 19th, or whatever, yeah. one of them could have possibly survived, but they got relegated. So Leicester, for example, last year, relegated. Yeah. Right? So let's say, okay, we'll throw Luton back down. That's not fair on them. Bring Leicester back up. But they lost James Madison for fucking pennies. Yeah. yeah. How do you compensate all? All right. That? I I've a, I've a suggestion. Let's just void all of those seasons. Avoid <laughs> <laughs> them all. Just void yeah. them all. Yeah. And of course, that also opens up this uh, this appalling vista where Ole won the league, right? Yeah. And they sacked him. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brendan Rodgers won the league. <laughs> <laughs> they sacked him. <laughs> Mourinho. Did Mourinho. Mourinho. Yeah. yeah. Twenty eighteen. Um, not Van Gaal so, unfortunately not Van Gaal no no. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I don't think they will I think they should I think they should take the trophies off them but I don't think they will but I I, I think once once they docked Everton they should I stick an asterisk they have to they well that's it the pr- yeah the pressure was piled on yeah. from that point didn't yeah. they take didn't they take Serie A titles off Juventus though asterisks I think, oh, I, think really? I think there's asterisks beside them but right, I, don't okay. think, I don't think they stripped them okay. they've, they've been probably fact check but I don't yeah. think they stripped them they, they, how many times has that happened Vieira, to Juventus? twice I think it's twice isn't it? yeah yeah twice I think yeah. Oh, Juventus is the most corrupt club in the they're world so, you know what I mean they're oh, just, they were, they're, I think they were literally you, down with a mafia the Galacticos of corrupt go back clubs, to our pal Pogba like yeah. you know they were probably overseeing all of that Surely what he was the, doing yeah. at that club he went back yeah. to the Juventus and failed the drug test and failed the drug test yeah. four years back yeah. <clears throat> they're the ultimate bad lad club you know like just, yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. bad they lads there. I, I actually think they were actually part on with a mafia at one point right, well, <laughs> but I yeah. think they were backed by some absolute gangster well, I, have no, well, I have no information but I, I, w- I would actually like to back what Damien just said <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of right to me <laughs> but I love how like Napoli it's just out in the open though. Napoli you know don't I mean? give a they're, 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 they're a, run yeah. by them all there was a yeah. mad story when Maradona was there Some like when your car was robbed you didn't go to the police you went to Maradona's gaff yeah, <laughs> they'd, yeah. Come out, they'd come out onto the balcony and you'd be like my car they'd be like what car was it a black Ford Monday or whatever and then you'd be like Monday comes around the corner and you pay them for your car back. <laughs> That's great. It's fucking mad, isn't it? And then they start, probably still went to the stadium. Flags out and all yeah. Maradona. Yeah. The fuck, I just robbed your car last week, you yeah. might <laughs> That's are you ba- are you back in Ten Hag then? Like, yeah. like are you back in yeah. Ten Hag because the we can't we can't sack yet another manager, or are you backing him because you really believe in his both? His, Really, both. Now, listen. He's not blameless. Some of some of his um, in-game decisions are poor. they are questionable. Yeah, hundred percent. I think sticking with you know playing Anthony on the right is yeah. a mistake. Yeah, I think he needs to maybe try and well, he's coming back from injury. Integrate Ahmad Diallo in there, and um, maybe try Garnacho out in the right, Rashford out in the right. Yeah, but you know, currently, I just think he he's right. you have to back him. You can't you can't go back to. Um, you know, sacking managers, yeah. bringing in a brand new manager, trying to to rebuild. There's nothing that you can do with the Glazers above you because mm. they just don't provide any structure whatsoever. Mm. So with Ratcliffe coming in, it's it is it is the freshest of fresh starts for what Manchester United. Because I hear United fans talk about this structure thing all the time. Do you know what? What, what is what, it though? It's what John Henry does yeah. for Liverpool with Klopp. He provides that structure. Mm. The FSG provide that structure so the, for Klopp. Are we Klopp. talking about personnel? We're talking about like a head scout and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Klopp makes those. Klopp is essentially in charge of the footballing decisions. Yeah. I am so like I know I go in on Klopp on Twitter yeah. but he's an absolutely fantastic coach all round yeah. in regards to his relationships with players how he runs things at Liverpool how he improves how players. he improves players see I don't think he's had the recruitment many players uh, I think like, like definitely one but last Saka, season you, you could right? you and Alou and Rashford yeah. and Shaw Rashford yeah I mean Rashford was Shaw had a long way to come back anyway you know but 
But Rashford's Shaw's Rashford a much more rounded player now. Have one and a half good seasons. But if you look at the Rashford last season compared to the season before, I think Ten Hag got a lot out of him. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, the, we talk about this all the time. I think the reason Rashford has a drop off now is because Ten Hag had an argument, an argument with Rashford's pal. So now Rashford's got his, his back up. See, that's the thing. I that's the thi- that's the question mark for me about Ten Hag. He's you know disciplinary matters. I think he makes bad decisions. I think to do what he did to Sancho. Uh, it, it risked losing his pals within the squad, right? So I think the Sancho thing could have been handled differently. I think he should have said, when Sancho put that tweet out, I think Ten Hag should have said, look, I'll deal with it privately. He's an enthusiastic boy. He wants to play. I can understand it. And, and then but part of it is pent frustration as well. Yeah. Because Sancho went away for those couple of months. And didn't come back the player he was back. supposed and, to and, and Ten Hag... But also Ten Hag welcomed them back. He welcomed them re- back. Reintegrated yeah. them back into the team. I think the issue is Ten Hag put a lot into this player yeah. to try to get him back to where we know he can be. Yeah. But he's a and massive a, investment. And he's a, a £75 million pound player. But a personal <laughs> Not investment. Not he isn't. You know, like that's the thing. Like he, he's... He's totally devalued the player by ostracising him. The player devalued himself. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he, he had because he has a history of it, Paul. Yeah, like at City, he he had issues yeah. in the academy with play, like you know he That's he why he, left, he right? butted That's heads with, with, with Foden. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the academy, he butted heads with Pep. Pep. You know, over over had overseen everything that was going on with Sancho, and that's yeah. when he made the decision. No, no, yeah, S- send this lad to Dortmund. Mm. Uh, not even on loan, just just sell him. Yeah. Full stop. And at Dortmund, they hit it very well because he was showing up late to training constantly. Yeah. He was up all night playing feckin' Warzone on Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Um, he had a minder that you know would collect him. Yeah. From you know to bring yeah. him to training, he could never go to training himself. Apparently, like it was that right. bad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the maturity levels were, yeah, very concerning at Dortmund. But they hit it well, and his performances were. But I think the yeah. other reason it's hidden is because we don't get German media the way we do with the English media. No, That's and they really protect yeah. they protect their players yeah. really well yeah. over there. You yeah. Know? So there's clearly issues with him, but I I I just don't know if 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 publicly cutting the legs from under him was, was was the way to handle it and that would be one question mark mm. I'd have about Ten Hag the other one is his choice of players is terrible you know and, and I know he doesn't have a head scout uh, there isn't somebody there you know giving him a short list of five players but he's bought players who he knew well um, Onana for instance he brought Am, uh, Amrabat in Amrabat in he on knew the own him. he looked great in the World Cup by the way but he, so he brought him in he knew him he knew Anthony and I think I think Anthony is the yeah Anthony is the biggest question mark and Mount and Mount I mean and Mount, I mean he never Mount, Mount had never be, played from but, but, but I just don't, thought Mount, Mount I wanted Mount to go to Liverpool and I think he's a good player I just yeah, don't yeah. understand why we bought him yeah yeah I think he's a when good player when you can play Bruno in that position this is what I mean yeah and it's not as if we're in a position to be spending that much money on depth yeah because why not. We're not, fight, we're, not, we're, like, we're not actually fighting on all of these fronts where you're like, right, we're playing 70 games a season and Bruno can't play all 70 of them. So yeah. we, we invest in quality depth the way City do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But we're, we don't even have depth. This is what I mean. In our striking department. Like, Hoyland, the, he has bags of talent, bags yeah. of potential. Yeah. He's not getting the service, but he's a second string striker at the very moment. Why did he pay 70 million for him? Like, the, this is the thing. Like, Darwin Nunes gets... Absolutely hammered. At United tax, though, he, he totally he totally deserves it, Nunez, a lot of the time, you know. Um, but when he arrived, at least he was ready for the first team. And the, but mm. but Hoyland is wrapped in bubble wrap, and they're saying, oh, he's he's a player with potential. You don't pay seventy million for a player with potential unless he's well, you do, Ronaldo, yeah. and we just don't know it. Well, yet, like, this is the thing. Like when you're a club like like United, I think Liverpool will probably pay, like overpaid for Gakpo. I think he's I think he's pony. Came on yesterday and he was shy. Ah, he's coming back from injury. Like I, I don't I, I, I think he's a great player. I Gakpo. think there's a there's a bit of tax there from like banging in two against us when we when you slap. What they pay for thirty eight million. I think that's I think that's overpriced. But we would have we would have paid double that. We would have paid double. Yeah, you would. We yeah. would have paid, paid, paid about a United tax, yeah. I, yeah, and that's Ed Woodward's fault. When he came out, we can buy whoever we want. That's where it stems from, Paul. I know you kind of you you you've Troll me on Twitter and you you back the Glazers in this sense. But what what they have done to the club the last ten years is shocking. And people say, oh, they they spent. Mm. They, it's not their own money. 
it's the money that the club generate through the annual revenue but that my, they spend on My thing on with the Glazers is, right, I, I think United fans are too focused on the money that they're not getting to spend and nobody seems to care about the money that they've absolutely blown through. Well, this is the you thing. Know, 80 million mm. from Maguire, 100 million for Pogba. And these players, within two seasons, they're just, oh no, he's he's no good. Mount, what did Mount But cost? it's not hiring the right people for a 60 million for Mount. It's I mean, not hiring like a, a director of football. That's, that's what Ratcliffe is coming in to do. He's going to bring in the likes of uh, Brailsford who's going to be taking over from Richard Arnold Paul Mitchell is going to be the director of football he'd be taking over from John Murtaugh but what Phil, Phil, Mitchell, can, Phil, Phil, Phil Mitchell's going in for discipline <laughs> <laughs> he's in the panto at the moment by the way yeah I've seen him yeah. Steve McFadden named the actor isn't yeah. Yeah. we always I love using the um, the Phil Mitchell Memes yeah. of when he, you know, he went through oh, that phase on, oh, in his yeah, yeah. where he's he's the on the he's on the he's on the, he's on the yeah. 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 <laughs> Every time United are doing terrible, <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. So I think we've covered the game and everything else. So we'll 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 go on to a few a few of our little segments. Um, Dave, mm. can you let us know what player we need for our weekly eleven? I think we're in the strikers now, are we? Huh? Yeah, we're in the strikers. In the strrikers. Al. We have our four mids. So yeah, um, just. Name the team there for for Paul. We, we is we've this? Done, this, so, this is our United eleven. Every, every week we've picked yeah. a position and, and put an all-time player in there. Last okay. week we covered um, centre mid. The week before we covered the wings. We had a bit of an issue. Yeah, two of us. We had a disagreement right. on who was on the left. Beckham, I would have seen like a sick well. individual. <laughs> the only difference is uh, Beckham and Giggs on Damien's team, and Ronaldo and George Best on. Ah, uh, right. Yeah, and Ronaldo on the right best. My argument was we never got to watch Best play. Mm. As good as he was, as unbelievable as he was, I never got the same play at my own eyes. So how can I put him in my team? Apart from that, though, it's still the same. Because if that's the co- like, you might as well just whack, whack Charlton in there for the crack as well. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Why not? But I talk. I, but but I'm, I'm I'm going by what I have heard and yeah. what I've you know in yeah. the few clips that I've seen True. and that, how difficult it was back then. How the fucking weight of the ball, how shit the pitches were. Dave, can I change my goal? Can I change my goalkeeper to the Newton he goalkeeper? Who have you got in goal? Schmeichel Schmeichel and go call it out there Dave as I think most of it's you the don't same have no we've Van der Sar no Van der Sar sorry yeah. Van der Sar we've Neville you've Rio Neville Irwin Vidic that's going from left to right yeah well actually yeah uh, then you've Ronaldo on your wing Al Best on the other Keane and Skulls in mid yeah Damien you've the exact same apart from Beckham and Giggs it's a very Alex Ferguson Manchester United is this an old timer yeah or we're going 4-4-2 four, four, yeah <clears throat> yeah because we played well with a four in a four yeah. two system, so we right. have to. We have yeah, to. Yeah. Well, the, the thing plastic, is, like, I don't think they progress in Europe. This team of yours, like so. Not <laughs> well, well, we did. We did actually do an all time eleven, um, and well, we actually prompted the question. It was an all time eleven, but it had to be competitive in this Premier League. Yeah, that yeah. would fit, fit the mould of the, of uh, the modern game. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So my my team was Bartes and goal. Mm-hmm. I had Beckham and Irwin as wing backs. Wow, right, okay. And I think I had, I had Stam and I think I had Rio or... I think I actually put Martinez in there because he's a ball-playing centre. Yeah, you did. And then I had Keane, Scholes and Park Ji Sung in, yeah. the, in the middle. And then I had... Park Ji Sung in the centre mid? Do you have him out in the wing, no? No, I was playing 4-3-3. Uh, three, three. So who's, protecting, who's protecting Beckham? Um, well, you'd have... Beckham's a wing-back and he's, he's going to defend. Well, we've done that in Madrid. It's a 5 3 2. So, our, 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 so <coughs> our, our, our possession, Kane, Kane drops in and Park drops in. Mm. Scholes does a free roll. And then on the, I can't remember who I had in the front three Ronaldo, Rooney. Can't remember, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember who I had in, in the front three. But, Van Nisseroy? This is where it's going to get hard, where, we, where we're, we're trying yeah. to. Yeah. Don't think I had Van Persie in there, I know. Because I'd have played Van Persie down the centre. I think I had Rooney down the centre and I had Ronaldo and someone else either side of him. Because my argument would be like, if Beckham was to play nowadays, he would be, he would play the role that Trent does. And if Mm. Trent was to play back in the 90s, he would be a a right winger in a 4-4-2. Trent Trent is just basically the modern version of Beckham. I, 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 we, we, yeah. We, we call him Trent the right midfielder. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. listen, he is like his ability, his talent, mm. his potential. I don't think he's even reached his highest potential yet. Mm. 
he's a midfielder for me. And I and I and I look at the likes of you know I look back to the likes of Lamb mm. and Kimmich. Kimmich originally played at right back for Bayern yeah. for his first two seasons. Yeah. And I just see that <clears throat> in Trent. Yeah. And if you just play him in midfield, you're unleashing a, right you're unleashing back. a demon. I, t- I think, I think if the, I t- yeah, and, and actually what Liverpool, just to go back to the match, what Liverpool really lacked yesterday uh, was that creativity yeah. in midfield. Like McAllister, McAllister gets his, he has his critics, but actually I think McAllister would have done quite well. Yesterday. I actually I actually said yeah. this before. Yeah. I, I completely questioned that signing when Liverpool paid him. I thought they paid a little bit over the top for him as well. But then once, he's very good. once he went in there and started playing, I was like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I saw Beckham, sorry, just go back. I saw Beckham play centre-half uh, for LA Galaxy um, years ago. Do you remember? Do you remember he went to? Remember he was he signed for Galaxy and yeah. then he he went on loan to AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he two thousand and nine, not two thousand nine. And when he went to Milan, he actually remembered that he was what a fo- good footballer he was. And I think he realised I'm yeah. too good for I'm co- too good for the American league. I I could do it back in Europe. Yeah, and there, he was kind of flirting with the with Milan. Lifted he got the, the headline itch. a little. He got bit. the itch he got to the itch play. But it was because, and then yeah. they enforced the contract and they brought him back. It was called Cape- it was um, Capello basically said if you want to be in the England squad, you need to be playing yeah. top yeah, European that's football. It. So we went back. So he, anyway, Galaxy said no, you've got to get back here, and they forced the contract and and brought him back his first match back was a pre-season friendly um, against AC Milan as it happened yeah. and he played centre half and I was I was there like I was in Los Angeles and we got tickets for it and everybody's booing Beckham all the Galaxy fans booing it, yeah. every touch you know and he was playing centre half boy that banged at me on top corner <laughs> boo that you fucked <laughs> I was playing these passes out of defence onto the foot of the striker right it was unbelievable like you know yeah. now I know he's playing at a lower level but he was these, he was putting it on the foot yeah. of the striker you know and, and I just turned to the guy beside me and I said you might not see a player like this for the next 20 years he said and you're, you're booing him you're booing this man yeah. you know it was panto stuff you know I kind of think fundamentally they're American fans aren't that serious about football. Even even the ones who claim to love football, I don't think mm. they're, they're not. They're not. Not like not like we do in this room, you know. Oh no, um, yeah. Like everything stops for us when it. Yeah. Like, same for you. If Liverpool are playing, like the day stops. Yeah, no, and, for and that not ninety just minutes. That, it also. I was saying this before that it it actually it actually shapes your personality whether your team is doing well or oh, yeah, you absolutely. know. And I remember being like Liverpool. I thought it was always going to be like that, right? I thought like Liverpool in the in the seventies and the eighties, and then we got to nineteen ninety. I was nineteen in nineteen ninety, yeah. and I was a really optimistic teenager. And I just thought, here we go, you know. Yeah. And then Liverpool started losing. I think I became a cynical, but it definitely shaped my personality. Well, you're brilliant at hiding your emotions on Twitter. <laughs> you like, no, what he does, you can't. He's unbreakable. Like even if Liverpool are on a terrible run of form, he'll just, come. He'll come up with some win. A couple of days. <laughs> That's called a blanket of sarcasm. <laughs> it's the sarcasm. It's yeah. the grand delusions. Some, he comes someone, out with. someone had said to me, "You're unbreakable." Whereas I am over emotional. <laughs> but, but and he pounces on find, it like a lion, and I'm a hyena. He you're gonna find out. <laughs> you're very good at not taking the bait, though. I have to say, sometimes just look, refresh and why won't he take this? But, but you, you guys will find as well. Like, and and you probably already find it because it's ten years since since the Ferguson era that that this is going to shape your personality. I mean, if every Saturday. If you're building up to the weekend and it's the biggest thing in your yeah. weekend, right? Let's not pretend any of us have lives, meaningful <laughs> lives here, you know? It's the biggest thing in your weekend and then it's disappointment and disappointment. Oh. It just, it definitely has a has a bear. And most football fans I know who live for football are, are exactly the same. They say, yeah, it, it made me who I am. You know, yeah. I'm hard bitten, I'm cynical. That's because of the... Of the Sunez years and the Roy Evans years, yeah. and all of those, the white suit era and all that—that's yeah, we lived through that, suit, you know. Yeah. Well, I think I'm just numb. Yeah, I'm 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 numb to it. But I, like our producer here, David, asked a really good question in one of our earlier episodes. What was the question about United? Do you still get excited? Do, you sti- do we still get excited? Yeah, of course we do. Yeah, because we still have that bit of hope inside yeah. us that. Maybe, maybe this will be a turning point. Maybe this will be a fantastic performance. Yeah. Maybe we'll enjoy this. Yeah. Sometimes, you know? sometimes it's also like a car crash. We can't help but look at it. 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you. you can't. That's why I went through all of this. You know, the hope actually that that, that goes eventually. You. Yeah, <laughs> the hope it's me. the hope that kills yes, you. It's the hope that kills me. Right, so we'll tangent back around our strikers before we get lost. Wayne Rooney. And Vanessa Roy. And Vanessa Roy. Oh, Van Persie. No, you, you, unbelievable for that one season. You, you got to. I mean, you can factor in Cantona here. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Because for me, Cantona was the catalyst. Hold on a second for, for United success. Dave, I'm gonna put Rooney and Ronaldo up top. Yeah, that's and that's. There you go, David Beckham from wing back sticking that ball on Ronaldo's noggin. See you later. <laughs> Not a chance. And Rooney can drop into the midfield one hour possession. Yeah. Boom, my team slapping yours around. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm actually playing a front two. Oh. Yeah, front two Rooney and Cantona. I'm going for Cantona, just of just purely down to his influence on the team. Because you're a nostalgic merchant. What do you mean nostalgic merchant? <laughs> you're talking about no. Um, I, I think I think Cantona just oh, how yeah. much of a catalyst he was in the '90s for United. We talk about it all the yeah. time for their success. Probably the most important signing United have ever had. He's the most important signing in Manchester United's history. But can I down. just can I just because I love Cantona. I know, I and I, I love that Liverpool fans just couldn't help but love Cantona and Rooney. I do and Rooney is what? Did, I mean, did Rooney, you like Rooney? Rooney is the Evertonian. most exciting. I remember watching that Euro 2004 and yeah. really as a kid like you know and I was watching because I watched the, the Wagatha Christie documentary <laughs> which is fantastic by the way and, I, and I'm watching the clips of Rooney against Switzerland in um, in that Euros he was unbelievable like he was ju- and he was er- I really would have loved him to sign for Liverpool I knew mm. he wouldn't I knew United would get him because uh, he's an Evertonian uh, but I, I would find it very hard to leave him out of if I was if you wanted me to pick a United team but I would put York and Cole up front. Yeah, just for the, and nobody's going to laugh at that because just the dynamic that they Incredible. had, the understanding, the understanding. You know, you could play Rooney as a ten behind them. Yeah, he had it in his, he's capable of yeah. it. That's the thing. Give, give us an all-time United eleven from a rival fan. Schmeichel, Schmeichel and goal. Yeah. Um, centre backs probably Ferdinand Vidic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, full backs I put Dallow in there I'd say <laughs> I don't want you to lose <laughs> um, I, full backs Irwin I think Irwin and Neville mm. I loved Gary Neville I thought I thought Gary Neville criminally you know underrated what? yeah if Gary Neville was two inches taller three inches taller he would have been a world class centre half yeah. Because he played centre-half, didn't he, at the start for United? Mm. I think he would have been... I, I always liked him. He gave everything. And the thing I like about Neville was when he retired, he said, I never I never enjoyed one game of football I ever played for United because yeah. the pressure. He said the, 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 the joy of winning was never as heavy as the fear of losing. Mm. And that's the way Ferguson had them drilled. He yeah. was terrified out on the pitch, you know, and it made him a great player. <clears throat> so I would definitely put Neville in there. Midfield, um, Keane. You have to go scold. You have to pull. See, I do. I do wonder sometimes if I misremembered Scholes' career. Ah, uh, don't don't get sucked into one of those players. Don't be this Gerard over Scholes thing now. <laughs> no, I never. I never. You, you know, I, I mean, I, I rated Jared and everything, but but I never. It wasn't a thing like you know, Gerard should be in the England team ahead of Scholes or anything like that. You know, wasn't it? Yeah. And either or thing. But I, I do want. I do think sometimes maybe I misremembered him or just didn't see it at the time. I mean, he was a great passer of the ball, couldn't tackle. Um, he dictated the pace of games. Yeah, That's, yeah. It, was, it was how he dictated yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, right. I'll leave that for the moment. Right. I'd have. I'd have. I think Beckham. Yeah. Def, definitely Beckham, um, because of what he could do with the ball, uh, and I'd probably. I just have to say gigs. You know. Like, yeah. I mean, he was great. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and up front, I think I'd have York and Cole just because of their their yeah. understanding. I mean, I never they were they were intuitive, like you know, yeah. and mm. they just spent all their time. I actually imagine the two of them just uh, off the pitch, just hanging out with each other. And I think they, they were, did, they, they, and yeah. they still do, and they still do. And it was just a case of when you, I remember when they do shows together as well. Re, yeah, we had Andy a few weeks. Oh, ago. did you? Yeah, and they do shows together. When I I interviewed do Doug it. Ellis um, around the time Villa sold. 
and Doug Ellis blowing himself up. He had this big story about it. York came to his house in the yeah. the night and was crying because he wouldn't let him leave for United. And uh, Ellis saw the state of him at like whatever it was, three o'clock in the morning, bawling yeah. his eyes out because he wanted to play for United. And he said, I just decided I have to let him go. <laughs> just like that, <laughs> let him go. And, um, but to, and, and if you remember, like Cole couldn't get the England team, you know, Cole couldn't get the England team. And Kevin Keegan's rationale was he needs four chances to score one. Mm. And he he was he missed a lot of chances at Newcastle. I remember he, that that mm. was that was uh, you know glaringly obvious at Newcastle. But that's that season those two seasons in particular when they played together at United. Yeah, so it was the it was no, 19, the treble winning 19, season treble, and, and then the following season. The following yeah. season, I think they won the the league by about I think it was twenty points or something. Ah, uh, it was Eight, over he, Christmas. He, like. Eighteen, he, Keen, yeah. Keane got player of the year. Eighteen yeah. points, I think we'd won a boy. Yeah, it was the biggest at at the time. I think it's beaten now, isn't it? That's yeah, it's, it's well beaten now. Well beaten now. Yeah. Um. So we, were we, Dave is at the waving his hand there to round it up, Roy. Yeah. So, well, we have. Well, you, when we have our guests, you know, we, you're the first Liverpool yeah uh, fan that we've had on the podcast, Roy. So yeah. favorite Liverpool, favorite Liverpool goal against United. Yeah. Favorite Liverpool goal. You see, I mean, I I did enjoy all of the seven. Uh, in March, of course you did. Um, they, they were. I mean, there were great goals, but for me, it was always the significance of the goal rather than mm. you know. So, Patrick Berger, um, and and do you know what? I I, I it, it didn't. I don't think it did Liverpool any good that season. But mm. Liverpool to be a Liverpool fan in that time, w- w- it was just. It was miserable, you know, and and every yeah. match it was like 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 you guys are saying that you build yourself up thinking it could be different, it could be different. And we our our whole existence at that time was based on beating United. Like that was our season. The only way ever and a while, Everton yeah. consider themselves even if they're in a relegation fight, if they've stopped Liverpool winning the title, yeah. they've had a good season, you know. Yeah. And and that's become the norm for us. That yeah. sliver of joy, yeah. of United beating Liverpool is actually it's bigger than yeah. what we actually think it is, you know. Yeah. Um, but but that that Patrick Berger goal, the free kick. Yeah. There was a couple of Danny Murphy ones. Liverpool always seemed to beat United one yeah. nil in that era. Like it yeah. was always mm. Danny Murphy goal. But I think it's Patrick Berger. There was a second goal in that match. Can't remember. Can't even remember the final result. But Liverpool won, and I remember that free kick. It was an absolute net burster as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just the joy that it gave me at the time. Reese as well. I remember Reese. Reese. Yeah. 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 I, I always remember Coutts hat trick. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Coutts Hattrick, and I always I think I think it was I think the result might have been four three. There was a Gerrard free kick, and I think there's a Liverpool player in the wall, and he peels, and the ball goes right through the gap that's left. Mm. Yeah, I think that was a four three win for United. I think I can't remember now. I'm probably wrong. But oh no, it was three two. Three two. Berbatov scored a hat trick. Yeah, but that's I just remember that Gerrard free yeah, kick. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, you don't have a favourite goal you conceded, but there's one standout. I'll give you the least favourite was the 70, 77, 1977 FA Cup final. Um, that there was a mess in the box, the deflected shot. Who got it? Was it um was it McElroy? Sammy McElroy? I can't remember who scored the winner. Liverpool were going for the treble that year. They'd won they they they'd won the league mm. and they were playing uh the European Cup on the Wednesday night against Borussia Mönchengladbach the final and they lost the FA Cup final on the Saturday and I'll tell you how, how much I hated that goal that <laughs> I blanked out who scored it um, but there was a, there was sort of deflection in the box they won 2-1 anyway but yeah. that that's me that's me least favourite uh, I couldn't I couldn't tell you a favourite goal that United scored against yeah them. Well, I, obviously I, not bring myself to I think Rio's Rio's goal yeah, well, that 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 game, I think that was 06, 07, Skull scored as well. Mm. We, beat, we beat Liverpool 2-0. Think Van Just per- the control that we Did had. Van Persie scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Van Persie scored a hat-trick against Liverpool, didn't he? So one of them comes in from a corner and he kind of hooks it with his left foot into the far corner. I think no, he, I, think I don't think he scored it against Liverpool. Dave, can you check that? Dave, will you check who scored the winner in the FA Cup final in 1970? While Dave's checking that... The winner in the FA Cup final in 77. Um, while they're checking that do you want to go through a Liverpool 11 as rivals as ro- okay right? yeah. Alisson and goal oh, 100% hands down Great for me he's the greatest goalkeeper I have ever seen really yeah, he no, is. I, 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 he's unbelievable un- he's unbelievable well I don't ridiculous. disagree I mean but yeah but um, back four back four oh Jesus yeah so 
we can't obviously remember that team of the 80s. Gonna, and there's probably a few that he's going to correct us on and say, oh no, put him. I'm going to go. You're going to have Trent. Sure. I'm going to go Trent. Mm. Hippie. Van Dijk. And Risa. Yeah. And then the midfield, I'm going to go. You're doing 4 3 3. I'm going to go 4 3 3. In the midfield, Xabi Alonso, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm. One of the best midfielders to ever play in the league. Like, he is an unbelievable player. Um, Alonso, Gerrard, and. Oh, you've got to put in a Fabinho or a. Do you know what? You've got to put one of them. Yeah, yeah. Stick Fabinho in there because that probably frees up or a Or a Henderson. Like. Do Given how much he improved at Liverpool. Jesus, lads, you're so young. Do you know that? No, we're so young. Do you know what? <laughs> you're so young. Um, I know, he's going he's to... Mine, mine are all in black and white. Well, the, the, the thing is, like, it's very hard to pick midfielders from the 90s because you were dort. Yeah, yeah. You were so bad. Like, yeah. Um, so what you, about Sunez? Do you, you don't Sunez. remember Sunez? I mean, Sunez put, is... Oh, my God. You have to put Sunez in there. He'd be off the pitch in 30 seconds with Varen's I think nowadays. that's very unfair. I think there's an unfair assessment of me. I was a fantastic player. Blame Pogba. This guy will, this guy will stand by me and say that. You can blame Pogba. And we're going we're gonna to go on for another hour talking about Paul Pogba. That's what a disgrace that guy is. Um, Van Persie never scored a hat-trick against Liverpool. I'm sorry, Damien. Who was his hat-trick against? Aston Villa. Villa, maybe. Southampton, away. It was Southampton. Oh, away. yeah, it might be Southampton. Yeah. Uh, Front three. The Liverpool... Score or for the United score was uh, Stuart Pearson and Jimmy Greenoff. Jimmy Greenoff, how could I have forgotten? I've forgotten because I didn't want to think about it. Yeah, why it did you years. ask? You said you blanked it out. <laughs> it's been a whole but, um, the rest of the day. <laughs> right, yes, midfield, you know what? Because of the trophies they won, the, the Champions League, the Premier League, and stuff, I go Henderson, Alonso, and Gerard. Mm. And then the front three Suarez, Torres, and Michael Long. Ooh. Okay. There's too many goal scorers in that team for me. Uh, God forbid. <laughs> I'm going to go Alisson. I'm going to go Trent and Robertson as the fullbacks. Van Dijk. Oh, Jesus. Martin Skirtle. No. You, you have to put um, Matip there. That That's for me. Mm. He's You know, that pairing. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, there's... there's a couple of centre backs you're probably thinking of. Oh no, you'll you'll correct me on um, midfield three: Gerard, Sunes, and leaving Alonso. It was criminal. Why? Because he's unbelievable. Yeah, but he was. I don't think he did that. Like he didn't do that much. Did it? Like did he? He's the Champions League. He did Champions League. Yeah. Class man. He's yeah. class yeah, footballer. Yeah. But then again, Fabinho, Sunez, Fabinho and Sunez. Fabinho and Sunez in a little mini pivot and Gerard in front of them. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the front three. Uh, Kenny was a winger, wasn't yeah. he? Kenny, no, but yeah. Kenny's a striker. He just, play, he just played. He could play, oh my yeah. God, I left Ian Rush out of that team. And you left Ian Rush, yeah. yeah. Fuck me, what a player he was. Yeah. Ian Rush was the only difference between United and Liverpool in the Yeah, in the, what a player. I'll take, even though Owen won a Ballon d'Or, I'll take Owen out and stick Rush in. Yeah. yeah. Ian Rush was an unbelievable footballer. What about Suarez? Suarez has to be I know, but he never won anything. But he, well, he has to be in there. He's so good. He's an unbelievable footballer. He's a freak like. Like for him to win the Golden Boot in La Liga while Ronaldo and, and yeah. Messi were playing there is unbelievable. And then for Barcelona to sell him because he was too old and they went to Atletico and won them the league. Suarez is an unbelievable player. I know, sorry. Right wing Salah. Left wing. Oh my God. Uh, Daglish and up Jesus, front. Jesus, we'll find out. We've done some great Liverpool players. Yeah. <laughs> How do we leave most out of that team? Up front. So, Suarez or Ian Rush. Suarez or Ian Rush. Actually, I can't believe I left Suarez out of that team. Oh, Salah, sorry. I can't believe I left Salah out of that yeah. team. That is, yeah. that's For me, Kenny on the left, Salah on the right and Suarez, Suarez on the middle. Front. Suarez down the middle. So mine is Alisson. Uh, uh, Trent on one wing. Probably Robertson on the other. Yeah, yeah, like the balance there. Uh, Hansen and Lawrence in centre halves. Yeah, see, I forget about Alan Hansen. Mm. Uh, midfield, I'd have Sunez definitely. Like you know, he's your he's your he's your insurance. He was the enforcer, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the eighty four, the eighty four 
1984 European Cup final. It was just a masterclass. He played Falcao off the pitch. Like, yeah. It was just incredible. Uh, so I'd have him there. Um, I'd have uh, Alonso, uh, Gerard. Um, I'd have Ian Rush. Oh, sorry, I'd have Kenny Dalglish playing that sort of advanced role. Mm-hmm. Um, advanced midfield. Uh, how many players is that? That's nine, is it? Like two strikers? Mm-hmm. Is that what I have? Yeah. Yeah, and I'd have um, Rush. I should forget about Fowler. Oh my God, Fowler's an unbelievable Fowler. player as well. For, not for long though. You know, not for long seasons did, you know Fowler was sort of spent well you could say the same with, with Suarez you could say the same with Suarez the, the best of Suarez was shown in La Liga but you just can't overlook how good of a footballer he was yeah I'd put the, I'd, it I'd was, rush but, Suarez up front that would be I'd leave yeah. that out it's amazing how the, the impact that Suarez had in, in the Premier League yeah. how long was he he was signed in 2011 and he left in 2014 yeah and he met, like obviously they came close that that year, yeah, you know, winning it under. Well, I think what, is, but what the is, impact that he made. I think what Suarez done was trigger an element of hope. Yeah, in Liverpool yeah. as a, their fan base, their club, and everything. It, that that was the the change. Obviously, yeah. when Coutinho left and the money was freed up to buy Van Dijk and Allison, yeah. and that was. That was the change then implemented. But Suarez was the catalyst. Suarez was what Cantona gave us in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, but also, you know, it changed for Liverpool when they stopped bec- when they stopped being a selling club. Like right the way through the 90s. Selling and, and that period. Yeah. Liverpool were a selling club, you know. So we had, we had that great midfield with Mascherano, sold him. Alonso, sold him. Suarez, so like you oh, know, shot. Sterling, Aquilani, remember Aquilani, yeah, yeah. yeah. spent thirty five million on Andy Carroll, yeah, Andy Carroll, yeah. yeah. David, they Villa. bought Suarez and Carroll in the same window. They but, did, yeah, yeah. David Villa and David Silva both went in, uh, from Villarreal or wherever it was at that time yeah. when they were in the financial trouble mm. that they were in. It was Valencia, wasn't it? Valencia, yeah, yeah. Both of them players went for less money than Andy Carroll was bought yeah. for. Yeah, and and a lot, a lot of clubs make. Boo-boos like that, you know. I think you know they're Dalglish all over now. <laughs> I think Dalglish had, an, had had this idea that you know this sort of old-fashioned, totally yeah. Hately, Mark Hately kind of play, yeah. not the ball down, and, um, uh, and 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 it didn't work. You know, I don't. He just wasn't up to it. But um, we were still a selling club. You know, we, any, any any decent team, you you were kind of when the summer came, you were just terrified because you knew they were going to be sold. Yeah. But then they they started. They became a buying team, and they they resisted offers for Salah. They just made players comfortable there. I'm sure Salah could have made a fortune elsewhere, mm. but they just made him really comfortable. Yeah, but they they identified the correct targets that Klopp could just oh, implement yeah. into the team yeah. in quick fashion. Yeah. Well, I think you personality know? is a huge thing for Klopp as well. Massive. You know, I think, oh, yeah. I think he needs to know. And it was a big thing that Ferguson had as well. The, the biggest question Ferguson would ask somebody when they came to the club was have you got a girlfriend have you got a girlfriend yeah. are you thinking of getting married it was yeah. all he believed in settling well Ferguson had a spies as well yeah he had a spies around yeah. Manchester they, they mm. you know players couldn't yeah. move they could not move yeah you know well, I think you're right that, like identifying the right personalities we had said this about Sancho like mm. do you know what I mean like why wasn't there a massive background check done into like his attitude at City his attitude at Dortmund all this because our recruitment is peace. this is what I'm in yeah, it's all about it's all it's commercialism but they signed your man from Arsenal um, striker um, Sanchez oh, Alexis Sanchez Alexis yeah. Sanchez on a swap and, deal and what was really interesting the about that was piano. because Pep, Pep had had him at Barcelona everybody thought he's going to City and that was the smart money also all that year was he's going to he let his contract run down didn't he with Arsenal mm-hmm. I think no and we got him on a swap deal oh was it a swap deal yeah for Mkhitaryan Mkhitaryan oh, yeah Straight but back. anyway the idea was he was he was going to go to City and then suddenly Pep didn't Pep didn't take him and it was like Pep knew this is a bad lad you know he, it was like he let him go at Barcelona and he knew he must have known the, he, he, had, he, he had issues at Messi he had serious right. issues at Messi. Yeah, I think he 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 had claimed or something. I don't know if this is true or not, but he claimed like Messi bullied him in training and everything. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I, but I I I wouldn't find that hard to. Believe. <laughs> no, he was. He ran. Yeah. He ran the club. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Paul. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Absolutely. For coming on. Honestly. Great. Yeah. Um, I've, I've loved. I am it. so happy 
that your hair in a capacity where United have not been trashed yeah. four or five <laughs> nil. This would have been very yeah. different. And then, listen, there was a point in the second yeah, half, and, and right? It, and yeah. Note to future guests, yeah. Just Roddy, let them know. We got to get Roddy on on this one. Triggs here. Thank you. The we'll get Triggs on. Don't mind Kane. We'll, we'll stick the dog, stick the dog yeah. there in the corner. Absolutely. Um, but just have Kane in the corner yeah. there, just overlooking. Yeah. <laughs> the, the gifts we got this weekend, one point and a book. Thank you, Paul. Um, <laughs> a point and a book. Buzzing. We're, we're buzzing, Virgil. We're buzzing. We're back. <laughs> I can we're feel back. the buzz. It's you want to see? Oh, there, you know? like yeah. when we come in here and United have just won a game in the weekend. Oh my like, god! Just, yeah. <laughs> you want to see the fourth episode of this? We were in here, yeah, good, like good season yeah. last year. Oh. We we're like, oh, we're up for on the run. Here we go. Damping quickly. Damping quickly. <laughs> Paul, Do you know when they say Manchester is blue, it's only blue because we're all miserable fucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say, unlike Bruno. I turned up, lads, right? Ah! <laughs> you leave our Bruno out of it. You leave him out of it, okay? <laughs> if, actually, if, if, if there was a point in the second half, I thought, you know, we're going to snatch it, you know? And I just said, I'll do, I'll do a Bruno tomorrow. Like, I'll, I'll just ring the lads at the last <laughs> minute and I'll say, lads, I'm out. I've, uh, my car's broken down or I've, I've just been arrested for shoplifting or i got a speed and fine. I can't make it, lads. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> Paul Howard, thank you so much for thank coming Thank you very on. much. I hope you have uh, yeah. a lovely Christmas as Thanks well. Thanks a lot. Merry Christmas to you and yeah. uh, and you too as well, Damien. I Thank hope, we, hope we both get a good few points over the Christmas. Let's hope so, yeah. Fingers, so. fingers crossed. <laughs> we've got West yeah. Ham away in Villa at home. Absolutely. <laughs> I know, and it's every three days yeah, you know, over Christmas. Yeah. The fixtures come thick and fast, yeah. So folks, I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year's. Um, you know, when St. Stephen's Day comes around, um, hopefully you are nursing a hangover and whatever club you support, probably are one. Uh, you'll also be nursing a headache. Um, <laughs> We're an eight o'clock kickoff, by the way, against Villa. Absolutely. So get pissed. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag drink responsibly. But, you know, if the screen is blurry, it's easier to watch. Yeah. Um, this is an episode 20, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer episode. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much remember to like and rate the podcast send it to your granny your auntie and whoever else no matter who they support um, they're going to get something out of it because we're two miserable bastards and we lose every week so yeah. um, and a happy Christmas to our producer happy Dave. Christmas to our producer Dave who works incredibly fucking yeah. hard uh, and has a serious amount of editing to do because yeah. we just talk actual shit and you can hear him on spin in the mornings Monday to Friday tremendous guy happy Christmas happy new year see you in the new year See you in the new year. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Damien. Subscribe to this podcast for free on the GoLoud app.